Welcome everybody to another edition of All Comic Interviews. I am joined, uh, wow, I'm joined by somebody I'm super excited to talk to. Um, I haven't got to chat with him yet or interview him ever before. Uh, as everybody knows, I'm a huge fan of the Mignolaverse, so this is a feather in my own personal cap. Uh, Mr. John Arcudi, who has been instrumental in writing all things BPRD and Mignolaverse, and among other things, of course, but that is, of course, my main love. Uh, John, how's it going, buddy? Hi. Oh, you you know me. I mean, I know you don't. I know you don't know me, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> busy, busy. I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. How many? Yeah, books, a, little, how many a little less busy this week than last week, but yeah, pretty busy. Yes. Are you? Were you at San Diego? No, no. That's when they announced that I was uh, leaving. Man, this is fly. That's when they announced I was leaving BPRD, and I finished my last issue last week, and I wrapped up the notes. Monday, I think. So, yeah, we're done. That's a, That was a sad day, John. I, I, I'm sure a tear shed, and I told somebody I had something in my eye. There was a, there was a fly bothering me, and I poked myself in the eye. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, 11 years, 12, really, when it's all said and done, uh, or 11 and a half. Uh, you know, like, I, I, it, there's a time for everything, and I think that how much more could I have done with those characters, you know, in the next, um, in the next BPRD cycle? I, I just didn't feel like, you know, I, I, someone else had to go in there with, with much fresher eyes and, uh, that's what needed to be done. I, I would have hated to have stayed too long. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, personally for me, I don't think you could have overstayed your welcome, but I'm biased when it comes to that. Um, but I, I can see where you're coming from as far as, hey, let's get out, you know, when I when I feel like I'm done. And, I mean, it's the end of the second major arc of BPRD, essentially, right, that you're that you're calling it quits at? Right, yeah. The last, I, as I said, I, I wrote the last issue of, the, of the, the Hell on Earth cycle. I call it cycle only because when you start talking about arcs, then are you talking about miniseries or, you know, it's, it's really... So cycle is completely outside of that paradigm, and I don't have to worry about the confusion, but it's where there was Plague of Frogs and then Hell on Earth, which I wrote from, I mean, start to finish, which is a nice feeling, you know? That wasn't the case with, uh, with Plague of Frogs. I came in and Mike started it. Um, so when I, when, I, when I knew that we were coming to the end of, of Hell on Earth, I just thought, like, I, I couldn't come in and give these characters more than I've given them at that, that point. You know, I'd need to take a long vacation and, you know, like a year. And, you know, I don't think Dark Horse wanted to wait that long. So that was that. I mean, no, my decision. Don't get me wrong. They didn't, no one said, we're not going to wait that long. I just decided I wanted <laughs> to be. God, oh, i got to get myself into trouble here on the Internet. Oh, God, God forbid that happens. I mean, there's more than enough people that'll turn around, whatever you say anyway. Um, exactly. Oh, I just want to be careful. It was, I got nothing but love for Mike and Scott. And, oh, God, every artist I worked with who was just amazing. You know, I got to work with the best on um, BPRD and at Dark Horse, and no other comics company except Image has given me that kind of, that kind of opportunity to, to, to write a, a big, sprawling story and to work with the very best. It's been great. It's been great. I absolutely agree. I think that BPRD, not only being, I guess, one of the longest-running series now, based with all the shuffles and crap that's going on in the Big Two, uh, but has, has had the best string of artists uh, from start yeah. to finish, I, I would dare yeah. say almost ever. Yeah, you, when you begin with Guy Davis, you kind of got to keep the level up. Otherwise, people are going to notice, you know. 
Um, I miss Guy, but I, I am glad I got to work with all those other artists as well. Where, did you work with Guy at all towards the end of his run? Yeah, yeah, from from this from Black Flame on. The only one I didn't work with Guy on was uh, uh, the the name that gave the cycle its its name. Uh, the book, I'm sorry, the series, the arc that gave the cycle. Jesus, God help me! <laughs> that gave the cycle its name, Play of Frogs, that Mike wrote. Right. And then I came in. Sorry, I came in with the dead that Mike wrote half of. He wrote the the Abe scenes. He plotted the Abe scenes. And then, uh, so I wrote the rest of that for Guy, and then Guy and I worked until, uh, I don't know how many, I don't know how many books we wrote, but I mean, did together, I think, something like 12, I think. Well, I mean, 12, that's better than none. Oh, well, no, I mean, I, God, it was great working with Guy. Guy and I had been trying for a long time to find something to do together, and then Mike and I had been talking about doing something. When he got Guy to do uh, uh, BPRD, he asked me if I wanted to write it, and I was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> and, and, or I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure. Well, I don't know. Whatever it was, I, I wrote. I think five arcs with with guys' art. I don't know. Whatever. Because I, I got guy for a few years. That was nice. There was the dead. That was five. There was the black flame. That I think was six because it was a little bigger. Right. Uh, the universal machine. Was that right. afterwards? I, I never really understood that name. Because that just makes me think of my old gym. <laughs> uh, uh, and then Universal Machine and Garden of Souls. Then right, Killing Ground. Yeah, and then and then and then Warning, Black Goddess, and King of Fear. So that's that's not that's that's like six, seven, something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Still, I, I mean, the, all fantastic, of course. Yeah, guy, come on, man. Just when you're working with guy, you know, come on, he's, he's the best. <laughs> when you, you know? uh, when you started, and I know we're going back a ways now. Um, how much, how much freedom did Mike, you know, like allow you to have? I don't, I don't, maybe not, may not allow you to have. Maybe that's not the right way to say it. But I mean, well, when we first started on the dead, he, I wrote my story. There was really no interference; it had to be approved. But there was, you know, nobody said, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this. They said, submit your story, your pitch, not your pitch, your outline, no problem. And then he did his age story. And then on the Black Flame, he says, well, I want to do this with this character. And then I expanded upon that. And then Universe and Machine, he, his, his, he gave me the, the very bare bones plot for the Kate story, which was originally going to be a Hellboy story. And then all the little stories were mine. And then after that, it was the last, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, we just we just fucking said him. Uh, Garden of Souls was all mine, all me. Um, uh, and kill- the warning, Killing Black Goddess, Killing Ground. Oh, Killing Ground was all me. No, uh, the warning, Black Goddess, and um, King of Fear came from an outline that Mike gave me that I fleshed out considerably. But that was his outline, and after that, it was all me, pretty much. He suggested, he, he gave me like, like, we should do this for uh, Grind, and we should do this for The Broken Equation. But other than that, that's all he said. You know what I mean? Uh, other than that, all the other ones were all me. You know, so if you didn't like them, you can blame me. <laughs> uh, if, if, fr- frankly, anybody that didn't like them can just put down all comics forever, but that's a whole different story. Well, you know, whatever. I mean, so, so yeah, it was, it was just me. You know, they... they they, I had a big framework to work, sort of like, you know, working on any Marvel book. Uh, but unlike any Marvel or DC book, you know, I didn't have to do a fucking million crossovers. I just, just, wrote, <laughs> story, just, wrote, just wrote the story, you know, like 
characters, like I created a lot of characters like Yosef, which obviously shaped the way that uh, um, Hell on Earth went. Uh, Daimyo obviously shaped a lot of things. Daryl, um, uh, Panya, Jaroko, and uh, Phoenix. You know, these characters then ended up shaping the way Phoenix, especially in the last in the last big arc, um, shaping the way the, the the book went. And some of the key things I suggested and we incorporated and some of the key things they suggested and I incorporated like that, you know. You were you were at the head table uh, with Mignola and, and uh, editor Scott Alley, uh, obviously on this and, and uh, you know, the whole kind of Mignola-verse. Uh, did you have any input in books like uh, the Abe Sapien, uh, you know, before as it was miniseries and I guess as it became more of a... Oh, that was, that was, I mean, I, I wrote a couple of Sapien stories, yeah, and those were my stories. Um, but I didn't have anything to do with what Mike did on The Drowning, I think it was called. Uh, that sounds that right. Yeah, and, some of the first ones, yeah. And I didn't have anything to do with Scott. I mean, we, we coordinated it, so we didn't step on each other's toes. But no, that was the, uh, the Abe, as far as I know, is, is Scott's book. I'm sure Mike... At the outset, the way he always does, had something to say about you know this story or that story, but uh, you know I had nothing to do with those. Just just so long as I, I'm the one who shot Abe, I'm the one who you know, uh, well whatever uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, but um, you son um, of a bitch. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah. So, but 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 beyond that, no, really nothing. That was either all Mike and Scott, or more probably in the later. Issues all Scott. That's the impression I get from talking to Scott, but I don't really know what they're doing over there. Yeah, so but for the most part, it's it's not necessarily like a huge roundtable where you guys are all discussing. Okay, you know this no. is, this is the main line, and this is what we're all kind of doing. It's kind of uh, you yeah. know Mike kind of oversees it, and then you guys kind of do your thing, and stuff comes out, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. I I, I can tell you that when, when before this ever started, I used to go and meet with Mike up in Manhattan, and those man. I was so fucking pissed when he moved to California because <laughs> we just had, and you know, I think he misses it too, uh, as much as anybody misses me. We had a lot of fun. We'd sit and just say, what if we could do this? What if we could do this? And unlike, you know, bitching it at some big company, we just fucking did it, you know? Um, so that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but after that, it was just me and my world, you know, working inside a big, big framework. Uh, but, you know, I, I I can only think of maybe one or two times when I said, hey, can I do this? Or can I take your characters and do this? Where he's like, no, because we want to do something else. Almost always they're like, that sounds great. You know, because I, I was so keyed into that whole universe at a certain point. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It really was. I I was telling uh, my, my girlfriend the other day that I don't know when I'm going to have that kind of freedom again, other than, again, an image, to, if I do work for hire, to go in and... And just fucking just 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 do what I do, you know. Like at, at at DC or Marvel, they'd hire me, and they say, "Well, this isn't really the way." Says, "But then why did you hire me? Why didn't you hire someone who does it the way that you wanted to do it?" I don't understand. <laughs> I understand they're paying you; it's work for hire, and they should they should get what they want. But then they shouldn't come to me looking for something that I don't do. It's like it's like going to a plumber and asking him to fix your car. You know. <laughs> um, ha- have you worked for the big two before then? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I mean, b- before BPRD, I mean, I, I oh, yeah. I'm a little lost there, but yeah, yeah. Well, at least said about that. But yes, I did, and 
I'm not saying they're all bad experiences. They weren't. You know, I got my start at Marvel, and I had really good friends there at the time. But, uh, you know, Major Bummer I did at DC, and that was a blast. That was a blast. You know, some of the editors I worked with were great. But, you know, the, when they have these big, these big crossovers, it becomes – I don't know how those guys do it. I look at the guys that work over there, and I just think to myself, you know, I don't know if they're necessarily better writers than I am. But they're much better suited for this than I am. And in that, in that way, they're absolutely better writers than I am. Like, you know, men or women. I can think of a few of them. I was like thinking to myself just about, you know, a couple of them. Like, how do they do it? How do they work within that structure and produce stories that they like and that everybody else likes? It's, that's a fucking talent that I don't have. <laughs> well, you've also been spoiled for the last, you know, 12 years now, being able to pretty much do whatever you want. Take a character, kill a character, build a character up, bring him down. You do whatever you want, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I don't have to worry about, you know, well, didn't. <laughs> now I'm Rumble. I don't have to worry about that either. <laughs> and that's very different. But 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 on a work for hire book, it just, it's unheard of. You know, and, and I I don't think there are, any, there are any complaints. You know what I mean? Like, I, I worked hard. I, I didn't just phone it in ever. And, you know... Mike and Scott were happy and, uh, you know, people who, very few conventions I do, and on, you know, social media, people approach me and they tell me how much I, I like it. The books are still going strong. So, you know, you know, I, I, what I do, I do well, apparently. <laughs> I can only take that on face value from experience and from, and from the evidence presented to me that I, I've done a good job, you know, which is all any of us ever wants to do. You know? well, they kept paying you, so I guess it could have been that bad, right? Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have? Uh, do you happen to have a favorite? Uh, I guess arc within a cycle um, in BPRD. I mean, I, you've done so many. I know I couldn't choose one that I just reading it that I can you know pick out immediately. But um, yeah, but not so much because of the story. Because there's a bunch of stories that I really really like, but the long death is where. You know, James and I really clicked together, and that was that was incredibly gratifying because those were characters that I was very, I loved them, you know, and I I I thought it was time for them to go, and uh, I could see a, a dozen other great artists not clicking with me the way that James did on that, which is of course why we ended up, you know, at Image. Can, can we just pause that for a minute and just take this time to say how fucking great James Heron is? You don't have to pause. He's, he's, <laughs> man, you think I don't fucking know? <laughs> I mean, shit. Like, what do you think we're doing? I'm doing with him on Rumble. Like, and by the way, you know, Dave Stewart, you know? Oh, well, I, that's the king of color, man. Of course, Dave Stewart. Like, the best, as far as I'm concerned, guy who could do action and monsters and shit, the best, and the best color artist in the business. And then Chris Eliopoulos, again, as far as I'm concerned, the best letterer, it's like, you know, I feel a little out of my league, but I keep trying, you know, they're, they're, James Heron is killer. He can do, he can do, he can do anything I ask of him. And believe me, he's asked me to do some things for him as well. He's not, he's not just an illustrator. He's, he's a, he's a, he's a majorly talented guy who had a, who had a knack for telling stories from a young age. And that, you know, that ain't a given. For a comics artist, they ain't a given for experienced comic artists. So, 
Yeah, very gratifying. Very happy to be working with him and Dave and Chris. Very, very, very happy. Well, you keep talking about it, so I guess we, we maybe we'll jump into some Rumble stuff right now. Uh, obviously, well, it only makes sense because if you're going to ask me my favorite BPRD arc, <laughs> that's it. Because you know, like, don't get me wrong. I, I worked with Guy, but I, I don't think I'll ever get a chance to work with Guy again. And, and right now, I'm able to work with James, and it's 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 it made it, the long death had a huge impact on the way I saw writing comics and it's all because of James. So there's no getting around it, brother. <laughs> well, first and foremost, um, I, I already praised you on BPRD. Obviously I'm a huge fan of that, that universe. Uh, instantly, uh, probably one of the very few number one issues that I've ever read that has got me so utterly hooked. Uh, Rumble was just absolutely stellar from the, like just the get go. Um, so I want to, you know, just applaud you and, and James and, and Dave and everybody for that. Um, but yeah, how did how did Rumble come about? Where did this idea come from? Aside from, hey James, you can draw cool shit. Let's go do something. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it actually it actually is a very old idea for me. I, I had it many years ago, and uh, I uh, I've been trying to pitch it with another really good artist, by the way. But I won't, I won't mention the artist's name. And it, I just had no takers, and so I just forgot about it for a while. And then. Um, after after a long death, uh, James and I were at some coffee shop here in Philly, just sitting talking, and I was like, "Geez, this is this is the guy, you know? If anybody can draw a scarecrow with a massive sword going around chopping heads off in a decayed old city, yeah, that's James." And so I pitched it to him, and. You know, that was it. And it became a very different book from the way I first saw it. That's what I mean by working with James. It's, it's transformative, you know. Um, again, no no offense to the, the artist that I was originally pitching with, but it just became something different. And uh, and uh, that's where it came from. But it, it sees its fruition in, in, in James. And Dave Stewart offered to color it. And that was that was one of the... Okay, I don't want to say one of the greatest days of my life because, you know, some really important things have happened to me in my life. But that was something that really moved me. You know, <laughs> Dave Stewart is not just the king of color, not just the best colorist. Who, they might as well just rename the Eisner Award for Color the Dave Stewart Award. I agree. Uh, uh, but he is the sweetest guy in the world. I love him. He's the best. He's the best. He's, he's like this chill guy who, who just absorbs like stress and he's a super pro and he's just as sweet as can be smart i could talk to dave for hours you know talk to james for hours if i could ever get him on the phone anymore <laughs> but he's, he's really busy and probably dave's too busy to talk to me too but um yeah it's it's, it's so yeah it's become a very different book and so it started with me but now it's really all ours i feel you know and uh, you have uh, long-term plans with that. I know for me, I, I would love to see Rumble just carry on, carry on, just based on art and story and everything else, but some things must come to an end eventually. Uh, I've got a set number of issues in mind, but that could change uh, as the story develops. It's kind of, you know, kind of like looking at BPRD, we talked about like a set number, like like the, 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 the uh, Hell on Earth cycle was actually going to be longer. But then when I did something in the story that felt perfect and right, and I submitted it, 
And Scott said, yeah, this works. And I got on the phone with Mike and I said, well, look, we've done this. I kind of think we need to make it shorter. And they're like, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel about Rumble. Like if the story demands it to be longer or the story demands it to be shorter, it depends on how the story unfolds over the next few years. But I've got a set number of issues in mind. It's not a small number. It's all dependent upon how well it sells, obviously. Um, you'd like to think with James and Dave, you know, but who knows? <laughs> um, um, but I've got, I've already got the first, I've got the next three arcs um, mapped out. I'm obviously almost finished with the second arc, um, which which comes out in about a month. I think it's the 20, well, I don't know what it is. You'd have to look at a calendar, but it's it's the last Wednesday, I think, in, in August. Um, and uh, the next two arcs are, you know, I've, I've got like an idea of where the whole book is going, but the next two arcs after that, I, I know exactly what's going to happen. Um, so I'm mapping this out even further in advance than, than I did on BPRD. Uh, again, things could change, but I don't think the next two arcs, provided they happen, so people go out and buy it. Um, the, the, the next two arcs I don't think will change very much. Do you usually work that far ahead in advance? I mean, you're done the next year of BPRD, and then if you're saying you got two arcs at least mapped out, that's... <laughs> I would love to get that far in advance on, on Rumble. Um, I just didn't have the option for a variety of reasons. Uh, BPRD, we, we had to do it that way because we had to work with artists when they were available. You work with the best, you know, you can't you can't do it on your schedule. You got to do it on their schedule. So I would be writing, you know, stories a year in advance for uh, an artist. And I haven't written the story beforehand for another artist. You know what I mean? So it, in some ways that, that made the process of writing very strange. It's like, well, I've already written that. Now the, the previous issues have to comport. And sometimes I was writing them almost simultaneously. Like I would finish and just coming up with a number. I have no fucking idea what the numbers are. Right. Yeah, I would finish 140 before I would finish 135, and then I'd go and I'd write 136, and then I'd go and write 141, like that. It drove me a little crazy. It drove me a little crazy. <laughs> and that's what got me way out in advance like that. Of, of Yeah, we're, at one point we were 16 issues out, and, and it slowed down a little, so we ended up with only 12 issues out when I finished it. And, um, you know, on one hand, it's great. The money's... Money's coming in, you know, but on the other hand, I was losing my fucking mind. Just, just you know, you're writing, you're writing a flashback, and then you're going back in the future, and then you're writing a flashback. Yeah, it was, it was like, that. it's fortunately, you know, I could never do this on Rumble because I'm the editor on Rumble. But Scott would be like, uh, you can't do that, John. You know, he'd catch me. <laughs> uh, but some, but, you know, some stuff still slipped by us, which I, I don't think it really has a huge, huge impact on the story. I think some people won't even notice it. But, you know, Scott and I talked about it. I was like, yeah, you're right. We should have hit that. We should have hit that note, and we didn't. Because, you know, we were scrambling all over the place. Under the circumstances, I think Scott, and if I may be so bold as to say I, did an amazing job that we held it together as well as we did. Scott and his assistants, obviously, his assistants had a lot to do with it, I'm sure. Um, um, but but uh, Rumble, I'll never be able to do that because I'm the editor. So, I, 
<laughs> well, <laughs> if you start correcting yourself when you're the editor of your own book, I think you got too many problems. Yeah. yeah. Well, but but you know, if I'm writing if I'm writing in advance, am I? I'm not going to be because I'm working for I'm working with James. That's it. You know. If I'm writing for advance for another artist and I have to go back, I could easily see making that kind of mistake, you know what I mean? Easily. Um, so that's why we're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Better to avoid it than risk it, eh? Yeah, well, I, I, I'd, I'd hang myself if I had to write something in advance and then go back and edit an issue that I was writing. Uh, God, I don't know. I can't, even, I can't even speak about it coherently because it doesn't, you know, I, I think people hearing this will have trouble even understanding what I'm talking about because <laughs> it, it was a pain, you know, it was a pain. <laughs> We just got to pause this now, and then we got to go record our conversation from ten minutes from now, and then we'll come back to right. it. And yes, yeah, I get my head straight, and when <laughs> you know the fans are ready for it, oh, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Anyway, <laughs> next question. Um, man, I, I, I'm just I'm still thinking about all the all the rumble that's coming that's coming in uh, coming in the future here. Um, you got anything else? I guess once BPRD or BPRD is done now for you, I guess. Uh, are you uh, doing anything else? Are you pitching anything else? Is there something in the pipeline? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pitching a couple of, uh, because I was so busy, I couldn't. A couple of uh, publishers would tell you that. I couldn't really uh, pitch to anybody else, but I got two uh, two pitches that I'm working on right now that I want to pitch. Probably both miniseries, but I do have a longer creator-owned series in mind. I'd rather do more creator-owned series, although I am talking to a couple of publishers about uh, about work for hire stuff. It just depends on on what shakes out. I mean, if nobody wants to do the creator own stuff, hey, I'll do the work for higher stuff. Um, I, I get the impression, though, that, that I'll be able to, to do at least one other creator own thing in the not too distant future. Like, which, by which I mean, you know, within a couple of months, I'll know whether or not that it's going to go. Um, I sure hope so, because I think that the parameters within which I functioned at, at uh, uh, you know, the Hellboy universe were such that I just did what I did. And I think that that's the best. That's 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 how you get the best work out of me. When I when I'm trying to write something where I'm not doing what I'm doing, I don't I don't think I don't I don't think I write superheroes very well. For instance, I just don't think I do. You know, for a variety of reasons, I just, I just don't think I'm very good at it. Um, one could argue that the BPRD are superheroes, I suppose, but um, protecting other people's trademarks, I'm not that great at because. I just, I'm just not that good at it, you know, for, like I said, for a variety of reasons. And the people who can do it, they kind of astonish me. Um, so working this way, working within the parameters that I had at EPRD and one would assume at Rumble or any other creator and stuff, uh, people will be able to get the best work out of me. Like The Creep, that was something which, you know, it didn't light the world on fire, but I, I, I think it's better written than, you know, some of the stuff that I did for DC or Marvel. That was the other book that I couldn't think of earlier. I was, I was I'm like, there was another Dark Horse book, and I just I could not put my finger on it. That was a good series too. I forgot all Thank about you. it. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was it was you know obviously it was a more realistic universe than either uh, BPRD or Rumble, but uh, you know I I love that stuff. I actually started in this business doing crime stuff, but uh, nobody <laughs> nobody nobody wanted to publish it uh, a little bit. But not much, and and now it's you know and now it's the thing. I, my crime, my procedural chops aren't what they used to be. So who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Unless your name is Brubaker, it seems like crime just isn't hitting the marks anymore. Uh, yeah, I suppose. But it's weird, though, right? I mean, comics comics are strange. Like uh, this isn't the case now, thank God. But funny comics really weren't ever like Bazer Bumble was never 
a big hit. The title had something to do with that. My title for it was Captain Slackass, but <laughs> DC wouldn't do it. So, yeah, exactly. That's everybody's response. Someone's going to pick up that book if they see the title Captain Slackass, but DC wouldn't give it that title. So, you know, you're kind of got, you know, kind of handcuffed in that regard. Uh, it was a funny book. Certainly, I have, you know, again, it's uh, it's not duck soup, but uh, it was funny. And uh, it was, you know, Doug Monkey art. And, you know, there's really no reason for it not to have succeeded other than fans weren't really into, into funny books then. And they are now. But then again, funny movies, they kill. Crime movies, they sell, you know, they sell as well as any other movie. Well, maybe these days that's not quite as true uh, as it used to be. But they, they could. You know, you get the right cast. You get the right director. You get the right story, you know. But comics seem to be a little more narrow. That's, that's obviously broadening out now. Brubaker notwithstanding that's much more broad and, and things that couldn't sell 15 years ago, even 10 years ago now can sell, which I think is fantastic. Lots of women in comics, lots of women readers, which again is fantastic because this, this, uh, testosterone o- overdose that you used to get in these superhero comics, they, 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 they really narrow the writing field and the, reading field and therefore people didn't have to work as hard to write that stuff. You know, I'm not saying they're bad writers. I'm saying they get into these, uh, by back then, almost exclusively men, they get into these ruts where they're just like, okay, this is what the reader wants and this is what I'm going to do. You know, I, I can't think beyond that. And thankfully now more than ever, and I just hope it keeps getting bigger and bigger. You can write any kind of fucking comic you want and it'll sell. Andrew McLean, Apocalyptic Girl. Oh, that's so good. Um, Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, I was talking to Andrew, oh, God, I'm not sure how many years ago it was, three or four years ago. And, you know, he just felt that his style wasn't, you know, it just wasn't going to fit into the comics market. Just just talking like four years ago, man, was he wrong, which I'm I'm happy about, obviously. And I, I felt like as good as he is, there wasn't going to be a problem. But it's it's doing even better than than I expected. And I'm really, really happy about that because Andrew is a mega, mega talent. He's amazing. I absolutely fell in love with that book the second I finished it. Um, I mean, I loved his work on Headlopper as well. That that was completely right up my alley. But uh, I, he was the first interview actually on this podcast and uh, just an absolute great guy. And I'm so glad that people are picking that book up. Yeah. Yeah, I bought this piece of art from him years ago before we ever met. That had, I think it's the first, it's one of the early Apocalyptic Girl pieces that he did. And it's the first, I think, I'd have to double check with him, it's the first piece of Apocalyptic Girl art that he ever sold. And he was telling me, yeah, I want to do this with his character and this with his character. And uh, it's pretty much all there in the piece that I got, unbelievably. It's, she's in her subway car with her cat, with a box of donuts and... Uh, uh, and some and like an AK and I think an AR and uh, you know the Christmas lights and shit and you know he stayed true to his vision and it worked and I can't wait for Headlopper to go to Image I can't wait the guy's just a he's he's, he's got this talent to both tell stories and to uh, to incorporate some of his other loves of music and to sort of make a story a meta story at the same time which is not the easiest thing in the world to do he's just a natural you know. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I just got his, I stumbled on, I think he was doing a Kickstarter or something, yeah. Stumbled onto his work and kind of that, you know, vague kind of Mignola connection. I was like, okay, I'm paying attention to this. And yeah, you, you, read, the, you read the story beyond the art too. And I'm also super jealous you got that uh, Apocalyptic Girl art piece, by the way. 
Oh, yeah, a lot of people are. But, but you know, like, it, 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 it might very well have ended up being nothing, you know, if he hadn't pursued it. I mean, it still would have been a, an amazingly beautiful piece of artwork by Andrew. I still would have had that, and people I know still would have been jealous. But otherwise, it wouldn't have been, you know, it wouldn't have been anything. And I assure you, the pages in Apocalyptic Girl are gorgeous. And if he's selling them, you know, you should pick them up because his originals are are beautiful you know they're worth seeing you, you look at his art and you think man he's so clean and you really wouldn't expect it's like james heron you expect his originals to sort of be revelatory but there's going to be more when you see his pages than, than 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 when you see them you know printed in color or even in black and white you know his, his raw inks are just amazing it's also true to a lesser extent but it's also true of andrew's work his his, his inks are just beautiful to behold yeah, he's got great, great line work. He's a sweet, sweet guy, so all the more reason to buy his <laughs> art. Absolutely, absolutely. I will have to pimp the uh, that first podcast and get people paying attention to his book some more. Um, I guess we're talking about other artists and other books that you like. Do you have Do you have time to read comics right now? What are you What are you reading right now? <laughs> I wish. I mean, uh, like, like I'll stumble into some artists that I really like, and I'll get in touch with them and. Or her, and he or she will send me something so that I can actually read, and I'll read that. But I, I hardly, I hardly ever leave the house, and I'm not kidding, you know. And it sucks. It sucks. I've got this friend that I'm working with now that she's doing a. Uh, I'm not working with her. She's doing it herself because she doesn't. She doesn't need me. She's she's working on a uh, autobiographical comic, and she's she's amazing. When you see when her stuff comes out, you're gonna flip. Uh, she's amazing. She's like the. You know, except for going out with my girlfriend, she's like the only person I ever leave the house to talk to. You know, and, and in essence, because it's comics, it's, it's it's part of the same thing that I do sitting right here. You know, <laughs> I really, I really, that I say all this shit. I really need to get out more. Um, just, just blame Mike. But, it's Mike's fault for moving. Um, uh, yeah, then I'd be going up to New York. Uh, I, um, you know, uh, Andrew stuff. Oh, uh, Simon Roy. Oh my God, that guy. Anything he does, he's so fucking good. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's Absolutely. he's a, he's a paisan. Um, uh, trying to think of. Yeah, I don't really you know, Hellboy, but they send him to me for free. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, does Chris, that does that really count? Chris, if you have to read it. it well, I don't have to. <laughs> I do. Chris Schweitzer's um, uh, Krogan Adventures. There's a great, great book. I, I don't know if that next one has come out yet, but the first three I loved, and I can't wait to see more. And it's an all-ages book, so, you know, like, kids can read it too, which I think is great. I wish I could do that, but I'm a foul-mouthed, you know, so it's not going to happen. <laughs> but Chris Schweitz is another guy who I think is, is really great. Drew Wine, but I don't think he's doing that much right now. He's doing a digital comic that I can't remember the name of right now. Uh, but he's also super, super talented. Um yeah, I mean, a lot of my if, many of my writer friends are listening right now. They'll be like, "He's he's not mentioning my name." Because <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. I don't read any comics. I'm the worst person alive. I've sent, I've, I've sent him my book every month for the last year, and he hasn't read it. Um. Yeah, like I I, I hate to say it, but yeah, I was really busy with BPRD, and now I'm. I'm I'm very busy on Rumble as the uh, editor as well as the artist. And when you start to 
when you start to branch out, like the first five issues I had in my head for literally 15 years. And, and then we started to branch out and develop some of the characters, like the, the, the Tima character, the Persian woman. You know, I'm developing her and Del and Bobby and even Rathrak and a couple of new characters that I'm bringing in. That's the most time, well, aside from the editing. And the image, everybody in the image is going to be like, would you shut up about the editing? <laughs> um, it does, it does, it does take a lot out of you, but, um, but I love it. It's just hard. I love it, but it's hard. And it's, it's our book, you know, James and mine, you know, we, we put it out together. It's our book and you couldn't really do it any other way. And I love it. Um, but, uh, developing those characters and, and expanding that world, it, it takes a lot out of you. You know, you gotta, you gotta think about the ramifications of, of bringing a new character in, which is always, whether people want to believe it or not, it's always sort of harrowing in, in a universe that's only you're in control of. Like if you're working at Marvel and you know, like you bring in like you know Wolverine's grandson's nephew, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter because you could kill him or someone else could kill him or someone else could make a miniseries. It doesn't matter. But when it's all yours, you've got to be careful about how you develop that stuff. So um, it's it's gratifying honestly, but it's, but it's, it's time consuming. And so I don't, you know, that's, I'm, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a vacation really soon and looking forward to that. But, um, uh, I don't, I don't read the, the upshot is I don't read many other comics. Sorry. <laughs> then that's, that's the bottom line. Um, when it comes to rumble, I guess if you're going to take a vacation, obviously a much deserved vacation after your long stint at BPRD, uh, does that, Safe to say that then the next arc is like James is just it's in James's hands now, and we're gonna do your monthly schedule. You're no, gonna take a break or uh, no? This is gonna take a couple of days off, brother. <laughs> I can't, I can't take a month off. That can't happen. Well, I, I figured a couple of weeks, maybe you know. No, I, I wish, but I, I, can, I can get ahead, you know, and then and sort of leave the the scripts in James' hands. I'm not saying that James couldn't. You know, we, we've talked about the possibility of him plotting or co-plotting, but right now he's just he's he's grinding away. You know, he's he's a uh, he's been going to conventions, so he hasn't really been able to to get ahead of the schedule. Uh, but he's sticking to his schedule. You know, so that's that's more than a lot of artists that uh, 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 I, I've worked with can say. Um, and uh, yeah, I. I I, I, I have no problem if he wants, for instance, like the next two arcs that I've got mapped out in my head, the, the next arc, the third arc, provided, of course, people buy the book, the third arc, I think we have to do that. I think we have to do it the way it is. But if he says, well, I want to do this before we do the fourth arc, yeah, I got no problem with that. And, and he'll, you know, co-plot it with me because I think it's only a matter of time. And of course, I hope a fairly long time. Before James just starts writing his own stuff, you know, I think that um, in a lot of ways that's what Rumble will be uh, for James. I, I hope that it's a gratifying experience for him. I hope that, you know, he's able to make a living, that we're both able to make a living from it. But I think that I'm, I'm hoping that I can uh, help him develop some of those talents that, that I, I know are in there and that he'll, eventually he'll be writing his own thing. And uh, uh, it'll be a sad day, but you know that's the way the world works. You know, he's he's young, he he deserves to have his his voice meet his vision. You know, I think that there are plenty of artists that don't want to do that. That's also fine. That's great. You know, otherwise I'd be out of a job completely. But 
Um, there are some artists who want to be cartoonists, who want to write it and draw it themselves. And uh, um, again, I'm hoping it's not going to be for a few years or that maybe he'll take a little time off and do something like that. But I think it's, unless he's, unless he's changed his mind, I think it's only a matter of time. I think it'll be great, whatever he does, too. And it'll but be again, up. it's not going to come for a little while now, okay? <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody stop reading Rumble because uh, we're, you know, we're well, looking at a number, James and I. So. <laughs> Fuck this. James is leaving him off. That's it. I'm done. Um, yeah, I, I don't expect it'll come really, really soon. I mean, he's got to, we got to get a handle on this schedule thing, which I think we will with the next arc. And uh, he'll be able to work uh, in a more relaxed atmosphere. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, boy, he's killing it now. His stuff is so great. Well, you saw the first five issues. So, oh, God, man. You know, like, it, it, it was so good. And I don't do this very often because I, I also don't have time. But when the new issue came out, I would go back and read the previous issues. Oh, yeah, well, it helps, and that's why the... I mean, I, I made them as best I could. I made them as, as you know, the, yeah, but you're right. With a trade-out, that should be easier. But to continue to plug the book, issue six is kind of a standalone issue. Um, it catches you up, and it tells a story from beginning to end. It's actually the first chapter of a larger arc, but if anybody just wants to come in and sample it, it that'll work for whoever wants to just come in and take a look. Um, and, and when you get to like the third issue of that arc, you'll see, oh, it's actually the first chapter of an arc, but it serves as a standalone issue because I sort of, I liked those when I was a kid. Um, it's a little different because it's not necessarily a story I want to tell, but I figured we can always do that within some of the, uh, of the arcs. And I don't really see any problem with in the future, not too distant future, like after that fourth arc finishes up. Um, if it continues to sell, doing doing a couple of one issues with like a three issue arc, I'd, I'd love to do that. You know, um, there's no reason not to, especially by then we'll have a much more expanded universe. Uh, and man, I don't know if you've seen it, but the variant cover of Eber Mayo for issue six. Oh my god! I don't, I don't think I have. I'm gonna, so, have, I'm so gonna have to look that up now. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's he, he he did it himself and he colored it himself and. It is, it is just like candy. I mean, horrifying candy, but it is like candy. It is so, so beautiful. It's so great. Lee's this huge talent. Um, that was, that was uh, you know, again, if people don't know James's stuff and they see Lee Bermejo's cover and they pick it up and, again, you only have to read one issue, then, you know, by all means, give it a shot. See what you think. Well, now you got me even more excited, and I'm hoping I get my uh, my email pretty quick here from uh, Ob to get some of that stuff going, or from uh, not Ob from Cat uh, to get some stuff going. I got Dark Horse in my brain, um, but hey, I think uh, I think we're running out of time there, John. Um, oh yeah, we're, we're we're clocking in almost in 50 minutes, so yeah, I'd say so. That's pretty. That's <laughs> good. That's that's just about the right time, I think. People's attention spans are too damn short these days, so I don't want to I don't want to overwhelm them too much, you know. No, I agree. That's right. Shit on your fans. Well done. <laughs> ah, you know, all, th- all three of them will forget in 10 seconds anyway. Uh, no, but, but seriously, thanks for listening, everybody, and please don't stop. Um, John, it's been an absolute pleasure, buddy. Um, I sincerely look forward to the rest of uh, your run on BPRD, and I will definitely have to go back and reread all of it. Um, I look forward to... Go ahead. 
Thanks very much. I don't, I'm, it's just been an absolute blast, man. It's been one of my favorite series of all time, easily. Um, and Rumble is is going to be uh, creeping up in that top five spot, uh, if it hasn't already. Um, it's just so damn good. Art, story, colors, letters, everything. Rumble is fucking great. It's it's one of those one of those image books that you know needs to be in front of everybody, in my opinion. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, by the way, as well. It's always a pleasure to talk about comics with pretty much anyone who will listen. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I, I, I could talk to you, you know, for a, a lot longer. I know it's getting late, though, for you. But uh, uh, where, can we, where can we find you on the, on the Twitters? And you got a, a, a website, John, and everything like that so people can catch you? I, I had a website that's gone now. Uh, it didn't get much traffic. Uh, Facebook is easy. What am I on Twitter? I think I'm just... Arcudi, let me check. You're, you're pretty new to Twitter, so yeah. Yeah, uh, Arcudi John. All one word, but A, capital A, capital J. Not that it really matters on Twitter. You'll find me. There's not a lot of Arcudis on Twitter or anywhere else. <laughs> uh, so you, you shouldn't have much trouble finding me. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear from you folks. Uh, like I said, love talking about this stuff. Not just my own stuff. As I think I made clear talking about uh, Andrew and Simon. Um, but, yeah, love to hear from anybody. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate that. Anytime, John. Uh, maybe when we get into some more Rumble, we'll, we'll get you back. We'll talk some more about that. Uh, I really can't wait for number six now, so I'm actually probably going to go and read the other five right now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that. <laughs> Thank you again, John. All right. Take All care. Right. Take care, buddy. Bye.